Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you and empower you to make better financial decisions in your life on this, the Ides of March. One decision I hope you'll make is to sign up for one of our wonderful free newsletters at clark.com slash newsletters. You know, our team worked so hard to put together information that you can trust for your wallet. And, you know, you subscribe, you don't like it. We make it really easy for you to dump us again. But I want you to see if we have stuff that will help you empower yourself and fatten that wallet. In this episode, as we're on the edge of spring, I'm going to talk about two of my favorite topics, travel and eating. So first, I'm going to address saving on travel this year. And I want to give you an update on a couple of things that have been going on that have been irritants for people. If you're traveling internationally, trying to get or renew a passport, and also this thing that the airlines have been doing where they've been ripping off families, hitting a parent's worst fear that their kid is going to be alone on an airplane, sitting with some stranger instead of next to you on that plane. There's a lot of good news on that front I'll share with you. And later, the way we do business at a sit-down restaurant is going through a big change right now. And some people find it really impersonal. I love a lot of the changes that are going on. I'm going to talk about that. So airfares, it was funny. I was talking to a friend just last week who was like so exasperated. He said, I mean, I was paying this much for my trip to see my mom and now it's this much more. And then I was looking at flights to go see her again. It was this much more than that. And airfares have gone crazy. Fares are up so much higher and the airline executives, the uh, CFOs of airlines, and conversations with financial analysts with Wall Street have been really beating their chests about how much more revenue they're getting per available seat mile, you know, per passenger sitting in a plane, and that they're feeling really positive about it. Well, I want to tell you a couple of things that seem pretty clear to me with the trends. One, airlines, when they get uh, excited like this, that revenue is going so well, they start adding more flights, more planes, more routes. The key to you saving money this spring and summer is going to be looking for the new routes. You know, those ads you may tune out when you're online or you see an ad or something, when they're announcing new service, that's when you're going to find great deals on that airline and someone else. Also, if you look at the, uh, there's two discounters that came of age during COVID that have been below the radar, both growing quite quickly, adding a lot of planes. 
Avalo and also Breeze. These two airlines steadily adding service out of secondary airports following a business model very similar, both of them, to Allegiant, where they don't necessarily fly the routes every day of the week, but they fly from secondary or third-level airports to places that are very tourist-oriented. And so these two airlines, nobody seems to know they're out there, but they both provide an opportunity for potential additional savings for you at a time that the airlines were used to have been pushing fares up. Then there's a third thing about air travel, cruises, tours, anything else. September is your friend because the peak of airfares really ends mid-August. And so many various things we do in travel, the fares go into what traditionally has been called shoulder season. Once kids start going back to school, it sucks a lot of the demand out of the travel market. So September, where weather is still great most places, and you know what's funny in Europe? Temperatures in September are higher in most of Europe than they are in May. So you actually have better weather, don't have as much daylight as you do in May, but the airfares tend to be much cheaper. Fall and especially winter outside of key peak weeks, that's where the deals are going to be for now. But I can tell you, I guarantee you, airlines, when they're making money like they are now, it they without fail, they think, oh man, this is great. We're going to hire more people. We're going to buy more planes. We're going to fly more routes. And then they create new supply and the fares come down at the same time as the Federal Reserve is engineering ultimately a slowdown of our economy. It's going to be a great time for bargain travelers as the economy goes into a lower gear when it does. All right, so passports. U.S. Passport Office had really gotten the horrid delays of passport renewals and issuance under control till just recently. And the newest update from the U.S. Passport Office is they're messing up again. And expedited passports, the time to receive one basically doubled. Expedited renewals, I'm talking about. Uh, Getting a new passport, the time to get it is up about 50%. So know that you need the time, the advanced planning. And for most countries in the world, those of you with an existing passport, if you're traveling later this year, Know that your passport has to have six or more months remaining from the day of arrival in a foreign country to be permitted to enter to most countries. So you want to check that expiration date on your passport to make sure you are A-OK. Seating really quickly. Southwest Airlines came up with a change 18 months ago that eliminated, in almost all situations, parents being separated from young children on flights. And at the time, I said, this is great. The other airlines that are exploiting families by charging these high seat fees to sit with their kids, that's a no-go. Well, now I told you months ago about Delta coming up with a new seat system that uses artificial intelligence to see that families are more likely to be able to sit together. Now, United, Frontier, 
and American all phasing in new policies to see that families of children under 13, the parents and the kids, will be able to sit together. Now, what United is doing is that if you have um, two parents going and one kid, one parent may be shunted who knows where on the plane, but the other parent and kid will be together. If you're two parents with two kids, you might not get to sit together, all four of you, but each parent will be with one child in the design that United has done. They're all responding to pressure coming from the U.S. Department of Transportation to fix this meanness towards parents with small children. Okay, we have some travel questions. Sean in Georgia says, when is the best time to book a flight? I've heard it is Tuesday night at 2 a.m., or is that just a myth? It's a myth now. There used to be a lot of research that found there were certain key times to buy tickets. The worst time always to buy a ticket in the old days was Friday after close of business till Monday. Weekend fares tended to be much higher than buying on on days of the rest of the week. When I say weekend fares, I mean buying a ticket on the weekend. And all those patterns that seemed so clear many years ago now seem to be gone. The difference with fares is all about when you fly, not when you buy in terms of buying Tuesday night at 2 a.m. or anything like that. You don't have to set your alarm clock anymore and do anything like that. Shirley in California says, I've don't been call a- me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a loyal listener. Yeah, we're talking travel. Airline, so airplane. Airplane, airplane, yep. Yeah. Great movie. I've been a loyal listener for many years and want to thank you for all the great and important information you've given. You've literally changed my life for the better. My question is about booking airline tickets for this August from Sacramento to Oahu. Due to conflicting work schedules, the timing is non-negotiable. Should I book now with Southwest and keep rechecking for price drops? I've input my information into Google Flights. What should I do? Yeah, the West Coast to Hawaii markets have been so intensely competitive. Uh, There's a sale going on right now that we have on Clark deals for $99 one way to Hawaii. Those have been coming and going routinely. So getting a good deal to Hawaii is going to happen when you live in California, Arizona, Nevada, a lesser extent, Washington, Oregon. There's just been so much competition. If you book on Southwest, you can hold those fares, keep checking, and if the fare turns out to be cheaper on someone else, as long as you don't mind holding that credit for future use, Southwest has no expiration date on the use of that money later. You don't get the refund of the money. It sits there kind of like a a gift certificate, a future travel credit on Southwest. I would take the bird in the hand, book the Southwest flights from Sacramento to Oahu, and then keep watching. And when a deal comes along, if it's not on Southwest, you just hold that money on Southwest. And that way you both get to have your cake and eat it too. From Jeremy and Georgia, I'm a daily listener. You've soothed my financial anxiety more than you'll ever know. Since you're the trifecta, a financial guru, a public transport enthusiast, and a cruise expert, I know my question is in good hands. You're a cruise expert. Cruise expert, really? That's something you never would have imagined someone would say about me. We're traveling to Miami by car and plan on using public transportation to get to the port. We plan on using a combination of Miami Metro Rail and the free Miami trolley system to get to the cruise terminal. I've read that as long as travelers pack as you advise, one carry-on and a backpack will be fine. I just wanted your take on traveling with luggage on a trolley. 
Thanks again for your caring advice. I can tell your enthusiasm comes from a place of caring so much for others. So last time we went, Jeremy, to the Port of Miami to go on a cruise, and we were staying near your husband's hated University of Miami, where my late father went to school. Mike hates them just because of sports. Great school. Yeah, when my dad (laughs) went to Miami, it was like one building. Now it's a huge school. Expensive. Anyway. We were staying right across from the university and we had the rail there. And my son, before we went on the cruise, wanted to go ride the rail. And I will tell you that we didn't feel, oh gosh, I hope people don't hate on me for this. We didn't feel particularly safe on the the rail. And this was not to go to the port. We had gone shopping. We ended up, I wasted the money. We took an Uber back to our hotel and did not ride the transit back because we had not felt safe. The problem is off-peak times, and this has been a problem in a number of cities now, the public transit, the rail systems don't feel safe like they did pre-pandemic because ridership has not recovered. Uh, Most public transit systems, ridership is down like 30%. So normally we would have gotten on the light rail, uh, it's heavy rail actually, and ridden that to downtown and gone to the port like you're planning on doing. And I would say this time, cheap guy would tell you, maybe you spring for the Uber Lyft. I'm not worried about you lugging along a backpack and a single carry-on. I'm worried a bit about your safety. And we have this website, you know, clark.com slash clarkstinks. If I have just infuriated you saying that we didn't feel safe, please go ahead and post your comments there. Coming ahead, speaking of COVID, an industry was shaken to its foundations, the restaurant industry. Many restaurateurs did not survive COVID, and others that held on have now closed because the financial hole was so deep. But it's caused lasting changes in how the restaurant industry works, and many of them are actually very positive for you and me as customers, as diners, and also really good for the restaurateur. I'm going to share some of those with you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. The restaurant business has been through such hardship. You know, I travel a lot, and when I'm walking through urban cores, you see all the closed restaurants and The reality is so many people's hard work and effort, life savings crushed by the pandemic. 
But out of that, so many changes are happening. I, re- I was talking to an entrepreneurial local restaurant owner just yesterday, and he, at the tail end of COVID, opened an additional location because he was able to get an unbelievable long-term rent deal because of what had happened with so many restaurants closing and the kitchen was there fully abandoned and was able to use it, didn't have to buy a lot of expensive kitchen equipment and all the rest. And so there's always opportunity out of adversity. And I think about all the changes that have happened behind the curtain in restaurants that are improving their efficiency and allowing them to operate with higher productivity than before and with the difficulty of restaurants finding staff, do that more efficiently. The operation of the restaurant, a lot of what we don't see as customers. One of the companies that I keep hearing about, and I just read a Barron's profile on them, following up on all the buzz I'd heard is Toast. And Toast is a company providing enormous productivity increases for restaurants. You buy whatever components you want. One of them that's most obvious to us as customers is where we now can pay our bill at the table. There may be a a, um, QR reader. QR code. QR code. Instead of having to flag down a server when you want to close out your ticket, you're able to pay it right there. You want to order more beverages with your meal. You may be able to do that right at the table if the server is busy in the we- what they call in the weeds and they got too many tables that were seated at once at their station, they can't get back to you on a timely basis, you're able to do that. And then a runner brings your drinks. So many things have happened that have been such what some people consider a depersonalization of the sit-down restaurant experience. And my feeling, it's been an improvement. I love the terminals now coming to our table, which happened overseas 25 years ago, and now your credit card doesn't leave your possession when you go to pay a bill because you're paying right there at the table on the portable terminal. The order can be taken right on that terminal by the server, or you can have the option at many places of placing your own order electronically, again, using the QR code thing and placing your own order So it is different. It is not as personal an experience. It is more efficient, and it deals with a time of labor shortage. And we're going to see more and more things like this, where industry after industry suffering body blows from COVID are going to come back stronger than before, more efficient than before. Now, Target is reporting bad numbers right now. But Target, because of COVID, has come up with new ways of much more efficiently delivering items to people, having people order online, pick them up, or have them delivered. And supermarkets, after being kind of awkward with grocery pickup and delivery in the initial phases of COVID, have now gotten so much better at it. So know that there's opportunity out there And particularly for the would-be entrepreneur, whatever industry you're interested in, all those vacant retail spaces, that's a sign of opportunity for you, for your business at lower cost. 
Krista. Okay, this first question is from Philip in Tennessee. He says, why is MLB becoming so hard to watch? I have YouTube TV and they recently dropped the MLB network. I thought of MLB.TV, but they have such crazy blackout rules. I'm a Cards fan, and even though I'm over 250 miles from St. Louis, they black out the games in my area. Same for the Braves and Reds games. What's up with this? Well, uh, two things here. First, Nick, who is one of our prolific writers at Clark.com, is an expert on all things sports and especially baseball. Uh, Nick, I've never seen you without a baseball cap on. I don't know, is it surgically attached to your head? <laughs> hey, Clark, yeah, uh, that, that is a, a procedure I had done. I, I, <laughs> I'm wearing a baseball cap basically 365 days a year. And I hear Philip's question, and it's something that's frustrated baseball fans for many years. And unfortunately, things are sort of getting worse before they get better. But the good news is I think there could be some changes that are for the better uh, coming on the horizon. So I guess the first thing I would – bring up Clark is the root of this problem and sort of explain to people why this is happening. The television and the streaming rights for these games are dictated by decades-old territorial maps where these regional sports networks that, that own the broadcasting rights to these games have sort of divvied up the country. And some of the, some of the people that live in states like Tennessee are on the map for more than one team to be considered a part of their local broadcast. So these regional sports networks sell the rights to their network to streaming services or your cable or satellite providers with the concept that subscribers for those outlets will have to pay to get access to these games through those services. So that prohibits you through MLB and you pay the subscription fee for it or you get it free somehow from something else you're part of forces the blackouts because baseball doesn't want to give up all the money that people are paying for regional rights for the games. That's the core of this, right? Absolutely. And, and the problem that the regional sports networks are running into with the streaming services, which are sort of a disruptor in this business model, is that YouTube TV and, and Hulu plus live TV and Sling TV are just saying, hey, we don't want to pay for these channels because they are very expensive. And they have to pass that cost on to their customers, and their customers are already seeing increases for the cost. You know, YouTube TV was $35 several years ago, and now it's almost doubled that. And that's without these regional sports fees that you maybe see on a cable subscription. So people, what's happening is people that are even in the local market can't get access to these games via these channels on streaming services that they're paying for. So uh, let's take the example of the question from Philip. So... I've got the subscription, even when a game's not blacked out, I can't go through an easy way to project it on my TV. What is the next easiest way for him or someone else to be able to, instead of having to watch on their phone or a laptop or a tablet, to pop it up on their screen? Well, so Philip's in a tough spot because he's going to have to either pay for a live TV streaming service that has one of these, in his instance, they're Bally Sports, regional sports networks. So there are a couple, and you can find on our streaming guide on Clark.com, we've we've got all this sort of broken down for everybody. But um, I know that DirecTV Stream is one that still offers these channels, and also FuboTV has recently started uh, picking up the Bally Sports, regional sports networks. 
But the, the bad part for him is it's, it's a better part of $100 per month to get the package necessary to get those channels. Unfortunately, he's going to be blacked out by the MLB.tv, the, the national streaming service for Major League Baseball for, for those teams. So, unfortunately, he's not going to be able to get the Cardinals with that service. But I would advise everybody, before you go and you sign up for um, a live TV streaming service, go to MLB.tv. They have a zip code search where you can try to figure out which teams can I watch if I pay for this service, which team do I have to get the regional sports network to see. And, and that will help you figure out what you've got to do next to get to your favorite team. Well, Nick, you are our expert on all things streaming, and I appreciate you so much clarifying it for Philip. You didn't solve his problem, but I appreciate the clarification. Baseball has been in a mess for a while with its TV rights. That's not right because the fans are the ones that are suffering. That's right, Clark. And and I guess the good news I would give Philip and anybody that's worried about this in the longer term is that a lot of these regional sports networks are are on the brink of bankruptcy because of this situation, and so they may be turning the broadcast rights that they've been holding for these decades with these maps back over to Major League Baseball, who may be able to get a more 21st century solution for this and allow people to either stream with the MLB.tv app, or maybe they'll come up with a new local-only subscription where people will be able to pay to see the Braves or pay to see the Cardinals if they live nearby without having to pay for a cable subscription. All right, and and share with our listeners right now, who's your baseball team? Well, I, it's funny that Philip asked the question. I'm a big St. Louis Cardinals fan, and I also live in Tennessee. But the reason I point out the zip code thing is I'm lucky enough that where I live in Tennessee – I do get to watch the Cardinals via MLB.tv, so I feel bad for Philip that he doesn't get that same privilege. So you're telling me he has to move to your part of Tennessee, Murfreesboro, and then yeah, he can watch yeah, his move, Cardinals. Absolutely. Move, move a couple zip codes over, Philip. Perfect. Thank you very much, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, thanks, Clark. Thanks. So what you got next, Krista? Okay, we've got a question from Greg in California. It just occurred to me while listening to another listener describing their identity being stolen, which is happening way too often. Wouldn't we see a drop in identity theft if there were a picture associated with your social security number like we have with our driver's licenses? It could be like the DMV where you have to update the picture ever so many years. This is not a cure, but it would make it harder on the criminals. What are your thoughts? So that would work if the social security was a national identity system and the cards were accessed digitally because what happens now is criminals use a social security number and have a fake ID with their picture on it. There's been so much feeling that social security should not be a national identity card, but the reality is in business, they have turned the social security number into an individualized national ID card. So having some kind of process, if we were willing to breach the privacy that's supposed to exist with our social security numbers, having some kind of system that ties it directly into your digital image would be a way to shut down cold a lot of the identity theft that exists today. And biometrics. Biometrics, which is minority report that's, yeah. that's traumatized Predicted you for 20 it. years Predicted or whatever. Predicted it all, yep. yeah. Mitten, Minnesota says, what are your thoughts on allowing insurance companies to monitor driving? Another privacy issue. USAA will give up to a 30% discount for safe driving. With a teenage boy, 
Our rates are sky high. What harm could be lurking if we install their monitoring app? And is it worth it? Thank you for your continued service to help educate. I only laugh because you and I both have teenage boys. Yes, we, we do have teenage boys and uh, it's quite a journey with teenage boys and driving. Insurance, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the invasion of privacy in this area started in 2006 with an experiment by Progressive Insurance. And it has spread throughout the industry because they're trying to use predictive analysis based on uh, the, the speed you drive, the aggressiveness you drive, you stop and start, the rapid lane changing, all the reckless driving kind of things tend to happen a lot with uh, boys and young men. So if your teenager is a very different driver or becomes a very different driver when they're being monitored, this could save your teenager's life and it could also potentially save you a lot of money. So I think it is a good idea to use these with teen drivers for the twofer, both the money saving and the monitoring so that they, they know they're being watched and how they drive is going to matter. Now, then as a parent, you have to decide what logical consequences are there if it turns out your teen is driving like he thinks he's at NASCAR instead of on public roads. And that I leave to you. But these technologies are so much more accurate than they were in the original experiment 17 years ago. And you do have a real sense about how you're driving or how somebody else is driving. You might be shocked as a longtime driver, the habits you or I may have developed that make us more of a danger on the roads than we realize. And so there is an actual safety value for, I think, any of us and the invasion of privacy both with these systems and that does it for us today thank you so much for joining us i hope you heard something today that you can use in your life and share it with others 